welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyker. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. He's almost dying on his water this morning. We're ready to go. Lots to talk about today, guys. It's going to be Lions-focused for the good chunk of it, unfortunately. Or fortunately, if you're some fans that are dumb, but it's fine. Um, uh, I guess the big news coming out of the, of the weekend... Matthew Stafford, Detroit Lions, uh, agreeing to part ways. Stafford approaching the, the the franchise before the Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell hiring, which we're going to talk about later on in the show, so stay tuned with that. Um, he got, came in basically kind of, he's like, listen, you know, maybe it might be best to, you know, maybe move on here. You know, there's clearly going to be a lot of work to be done. You know, he's 32. It, it, it's, you know, it may be time, right? And, we, and we've talked about this before, Mike, a little bit. Um, and then, obviously, the Lions ownership kind of made Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell aware during the interview process that this could be a possibility. Um, and it looks like it's going to be, right? And they've already started fielding calls for Matthew Stafford. Um, to say that I am not devastated is probably an understatement. Um, he is my guy. It's no secret whatsoever that Matt Stafford is my guy. Um Basically, since he showed up here, and I don't think he's disappointed. So, um, but Mike, just give me your thoughts. You know, your initial reaction. Did you have a visceral gut punch reaction like I did? I highly doubt it. But uh, <laughs> um, just give me your initial thoughts here, and then we'll do a little bit more of a deep dive on this. Yeah. I mean, I I expected it to happen, um, and I wasn't I wasn't like caught out of left field because I was like, you know, yeah, no, you, you yeah, don't want to see the rebuild. I agree. You don't, you don't want to yep. be here through all that. So I was like, I, I wasn't shocked that it happened. Yep. It's unfortunate that's going to happen, but we're going to get a new guy in here now, and we're going to see how that rolls off the tongue. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, right? It's it's probably best for everybody involved, if yeah. we're being honest with ourselves, right? If we're looking at it objectively, he's getting towards the end of his run, right? It's it's And yeah. you need to find the next guy. Yeah, it was I've, coming sooner rather than yeah, later. Yeah, listen, you're going into a rebuild there. I'm always, I've always said I'm in favor of just strip everything down yeah. and rebuild for, you don't need right. you don't need staff in there dying in there for two years before you have a right to win you, to will you to six games yeah and then you're you might yeah, as well right. just win three games with right. whatever quarterback you're gonna get and yep. go through the growing pains or whatever yep. so i'm like if you're gonna do the rebuild just strip everything down and restart with yep. everything absolutely so yeah, I'm, that's why i said i'm not shocked that he's leaving because it's a rebuild but yeah. it's unfortunate yeah I, I, honestly for me as a as a diehard stafford guy which i will never apologize for it's one of those things to where um it's not it's not because i'm sad that that like okay i know that like it like you know he's dying or something right it's it's more of the fact that like he's our guy right like he was our guy and i think lions fans now don't remember what it was like when you didn't know who your starting quarterback was going to be and i and you know and you can and you can attest to this mike we've seen so many teams now go through and you go okay Denver's taking how many quarterbacks and trying to hope to figure it out, right? Do they know Drew Locke is the guy? They don't even know right at this point, you know? Um, They're very optimistic. So so many teams go through this process of, you know, okay, we found our guy. Okay, two years later, okay, he's not the guy. Okay, he's our guy. No, he's not the guy. And and it's a a vicious, vicious cycle. And for the last 10 years, the Lions have not had to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um and if you guys remember, I mean, you can look back at the quarterbacks that were starting for us beforehand, whether it's Dante Culpepper, Drew Stanton, Dan Orlowski, Joey Harrington, Joe Kit- John Kitna, yeah. uh, Josh McCown, Joey Harrington, Mike McMahon, um, Charlie Batch, Andre Ware, I mean, like Scott Mitchell. You can The list is, is long and it's disgusting, so it's not great. Um, 
And then the buck kind of stopped at Matthew Stafford, right? And, and he really did solidify the most important position of football for this franchise for a very long time. And he delivered as the number one pick. Um, you know, obviously we didn't see the playoff success that we all had hoped for. Um, I think that's. I think it's a. I think it's an organizational failure that we didn't win more with Stafford here. For for being completely honest with ourselves, um, I have a lot of resentment towards Matt Patricia right now because I definitely think that he wasted the last three years of his career. Um, you know, we were talking about this off air, but you know, you're nine and seven, and you're thinking, okay, we get a new coach in here, bring this, bring us over the top, right? Let's make some tweaks and let's get there. We got a guy playing it well in Stafford. We got a good offense. We're drafting better than we had in years past. We've got a solid core of guys. Um, you know, I mean, we had a we had a top five core in Darius Slater for a few years there, right? Glover Quinn was playing was playing at a Pro Bowl level. We had pieces and. We've slowly but seen this entire team just get completely obliterated from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's unfortunate. It makes me sad. It makes me disgusted. It pisses me off a little bit. There's a lot of emotions going on right now. Um, so, I mean, give me your thoughts here. My, I mean, where, where do you think he goes? Um, I know. Also, I do want to address this. I know a lot of people are bitching that, oh, why would they say that they're going to trade Stafford? You honestly don't think the league hasn't? everybody's known this for a hot minute now. Like, you honestly don't think that people have been calling pretty much since the last snap of the game that, hey, is Stafford available? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a – I don't think it's a secret there was a potential for him to be moving on this season. So mm -hmm. I know people are like, oh, they're going to hurt their trade leverage. Really? Is it, though? Is it really? Come on, no. Um, give me – just give me your give me your thoughts, Mike, on, on where you think he goes, um, what's a good fit for him, and then also, you know, what do you want? What do you what do you expect the Lions to get out of this? I mean, it starts with a first rounder and then some for yeah. sure. Um, after that, you can kind of, I mean, you can be crazy and be like, oh, we're gonna have three first round picks. I don't think that's gonna happen, but I think you could get a one, uh, maybe a one next year if possible, right? And then some sweeteners. I, I don't know what they're. I don't know if they're looking for like immediate, like, hey, we get a first and three second rounders, we're gonna roll with it or whatever but where do you think he goes like what's the best fit for him mm -hmm. and then you know what do you think is fair compensation for Matthew Stafford yeah. for the Lions um I think the perfect landing spot for Stafford after I'm going to check my notes here yeah flips imaginary page <laughs> um I think the perfect you don't need spot, notes you just no, got, I it. Don't, I got it I've had it I've had it for a while here um it's gonna be very unfortunate when I say it because it's gonna hurt me deep down inside yeah I think the best spot for him is San Francisco absolutely 49ers. I could not agree more uh, Mike Shanahan, offensive coach. Uh, they have great running game. They have they. I mean, they need to do a little bit better on the receivers, but they don't really rely on the receivers too much. And they have a stellar defense. Great tight end too. Yeah, Stafford loves end. good tight ends. Uh, if you just plop him in there, they'll probably be just as good and or better than where Jimmy Garoppolo is at with them right now. Yeah, it's Garoppolo's um, ass, but it's fine. I mean, they, they'll do. They'll ask Stafford to do exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Right, but and I think I think the difference so. being is that in that Super Bowl, if you decide to throw the ball, I think yeah. you get a little more confidence that that uh, yeah, Stafford can get so. it done over yeah. over Garoppolo. At least history has shown that. At yes. Least. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're dead on. I think I think that is. I would say if you, I think the Colts are another one that are going to okay. heavily pursue this. Well, yeah, I was also going to say as a secondary option for betting out purposes. Yeah. Uh, Denver would be also a very good one. I think. Um, they're a little aging though, but I think Denver would be a fun spot for him too. Yeah, it's all depends on what they want to do with Drew Locke, right? Is yeah. you know what are do they think he's the guy? I've heard rumors that they're not necessarily sold on it. They I've heard exactly um, that's that's why I, I think if you don't have to give a lot for Stafford, I think right. they would do it. I, I've heard you know that you know they're definitely going to bring in a veteran to compete with Drew Locke and make him earn the starting job. Um, that's what uh, George Payton the like the 
the new GM because you know Elway's a president now. He's not the GM of the team anymore. So I've heard that as well. So that that could definitely be a those spot are, for those him. Those are the three. Yeah, um, I think the Colts. I think have the highest probability if you're looking at it from a, like a glaring need for quarterback is is them. Philip Rivers is is retired. Jacoby Brissett's a free agent. You have Jacob Eason, but he's never taken a snap. You, there's no way you have too good a roster right now to go in with Jacob Eason as your starter and hope to God that that yeah. works. <laughs> I don't I, like like I said. I think the 49ers are the perfect spot, but I yeah. think the 49ers aren't going to give the boatload for him. Correct. Because I think they have Jimmy Garoppolo and they're okay with Jimmy Garoppolo there. Right. Where I think the Colts are like, we need something, yeah. and we need someone and, that's good because we're in a window that we can win right now. Absolutely. So I think they're more willing to give a boatload for well, him. And also, you got to remember this too, Mike, is that they have Jimmy Garoppolo under contract for $25 million a year. Yeah, that's the, the Lions are not that, – that is not conducive for the Lions to take back a worse quarterback at more money. Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense from, from, a, from a rebuild standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that does not help you. So the Colts have been willing to do these moves, right? They traded a first-round last year for DeFore. Buckner. It worked out pretty damn well, I would say. Um, so them being willing to move a pick, right, move their first-round pick, and then some, because it's going to take more than that. If the Lions don't get, at minimum, a first and several day two and day three picks for this, if we're just talking about this upcoming draft, I'm going to be pissed, and I'm going to come on the air, and I'm going to be fuming, because th- they need to really... This is going to be Brad Holmes' real first shot at impressing everybody. I love this presser, and we're going to talk about him and Dan Campbell here in a minute. But the like, this is the move, right? Like, You are entrusting this guy to, to get this deal done that is going to be the most beneficial possible. And obviously, we'll never know what he gets, obviously. Yeah. But from a from a Hall perspective, he like this has got to be, because this is the biggest asset you've ever had. You weren't trading. You never got a chance to trade Calvin Johnson, right? Or you refused to, whatever rumor you want to believe. Um, you never got a chance to trade Barry because you weren't going to do it no matter how much you wanted to go to Miami. So this is the first time ever that you've had a guy of this qu- of this caliber at the most important position say, hey, listen, maybe it's best if we kind of split ways. And you go, you know what? You're probably right because there's going to be a lot of stuff we need to do here. So you have to kill this trade. Um, so I definitely think the Colts are the favorite but I do agree with you that the Niners would be a great fit for him. Um, I would love to see what he could do with like a legit run game and like play action pass. Yeah. Good lord, that would yeah. be. It made me very upset. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it from a Seattle standpoint. I'm a fan of the Niners too, actually. So if it actually work out for me, I just flip on New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Everything's okay. Uh, let so let you know. Give give me your give me your favorite Stafford moment. Like what do you have? Do you have one? I've got several. So <laughs> uh, do don't I you have, look at me like that. Do I have one? Um, you gotta have one. He's been here for twelve. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play for this shit franchise. I know. See the problem. And it's not even close. I know the problem I have. See, I think okay. I have one. See the problem I have with them is, mm-hmm. and this could be really unfortunate because we're a Lions podcast right now. But usually they're not very good near the end, so I stop watching. Yeah, I know. Uh, but like week <laughs> ten, it's hard. So there's been yeah. I would say like eight out of the twelve years he's been here, I probably stopped consistently watching the Lions games at like. It's hard. 10. Well, because you're just like, well, they're out of it, and you can tell that no one cares. Yeah. So yeah. like, if something really cool happened in yeah. like week sixteen when they were like four and seven, I probably didn't see it. Spoiler: It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I I watched them all still because I'm. Last couple years it's been hard. I I stopped last two yeah. years, but but um, um. So with that being said. I would say um, my one would be the Dallas game in 2013. I could watch that game 
on repeat all day long. Yeah, where he jumps over the top oh, of the line. Oh, God. Because I was so, at that game. That was amazing. Um, I wish was I wasn't so... at that game. I wish I was at home because oh. we were, because I couldn't yeah, see Yeah, you couldn't see what going on. Right. But, yeah. like, I was like, no one had any idea what happened. Like, mm-hmm. we were all just like, did, did he, he score? Like, did he score? Because they're not He's celebrating. Anything. Yeah, He's right. celebrating, but yeah. I don't think he got over. So, we're all, like, really confused for, like, five minutes while in the stadium. But um, that was probably my number one. I really enjoyed even though they lost, yeah. watching their playoff game against Dallas. Yeah, I did too. Because he did very well, at yeah, least in the first played, half. Yeah. And I was like, man, they're, they're moving the ball. The they first time we hit Golden Tate on the slant for a <laughs> touchdown, Jeez. I was like, man, that's just so, they're, so great. They're, but, yeah, there are a few. I mean, that one obviously yeah. is one. Um, the the Cleveland game is, is, is at this point historic, I mean, yeah. if we're being honest. Like, it's the greatest mic'd up thing you're ever going to hear. Yeah. I mean, from start to finish. I mean, to do that, what he did at that age – with a shit team like that. I mm-hmm. mean, when you're throwing to Bryant Johnson, not Calvin Johnson, Bryant Johnson, yeah. that's, you know, or, or Brandon Pettigrew or whatever. Um, that one's a big one for me. Uh, I have a couple low-key ones. Um, first off, I think one that just happened recently, I think that Atlanta game, I know Gurley kind of gave us the gave us the shot at it, but the fact that they went down in a minute with, that, with the pump fake and then going in and stepping in and, dr- and throwing an absolute bullet to Hawkinson in the end zone to win the game... That is what encapsulates Matthew Stafford in a lot of respects for me, right? Like that kind of thing where you just never felt out of it, right? Mm-hmm. You're 14, you got six minutes left in the game. They go and score. And you, your defense somehow miraculously gets a stop for the first time all game, and you have a chance to win, right? Um, I would say that one's a big one for me. I would say uh, I would say another low-key one for me is actually when they played Oakland at Ford Field a couple years ago, and I think it was the year right before John Gruden came in. And they win the game on Stafford with a quarterback draw to win the game. He basically runs over a guy and he scores. That, to me, was a big one because I was at that game. It was in the end zone that my season tickets were in. And so that was a pretty cool one. Uh, he's just got so many. That was, that was more than a couple years ago. That was like six years ago. Because uh, they played Oakland in Oakland like two years ago. Was it? Yeah, and then they, they played them. I think me and Emma together years. at that point, though. I think she was at the. I don't remember. Yeah, Either way, they yeah. Played, yeah, they played Oakland yeah. what, last year when they went three twelve and one. Yeah, I mean that was four years before mm, maybe. that. Maybe. So yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Either way, he had a quarterback draw. Yeah. It was awesome because no one saw it coming. Yeah. It was pretty dang cool. Um, I'd say another one too. Not maybe. Uh, not the I, Stafford had a good game, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily one that people remember. Is the Giants game the first game of the Caldwell era? Right where they they just go they come out and blow the doors off New York like mm-hmm. nobody's business and he throws a great pass to Kelvin for the first time ever just wide ass open mm-hmm. like you know some of that stuff is just is just you know that's the kind of stuff that I'm gonna miss more than anything right is the fact that you just know going in if Matthew Stafford's playing we got a shot even if it's not a great shot we got a shot at it so I'm gonna miss him dearly he's my favorite player in the league. By far, it's really not even close. He's my guy. He's always going to be my guy. And I just hope to God, wherever he goes, A, I hope it's not to Houston because that poor bastard. Um, but also, I hope he goes and I hope he wins. And I hope he wins a lot. And I hope he shoves it down every single cynical Detroit Lions fan base uh, that there is. I hope he shoves it down Mike Valeni's stupid-ass face. And I hope he ta- proves everybody at 97 to take it wrong because the dude's got talent. He's a great quarterback. And if he goes to the right situation... It's, it's all over about the crying for somebody. Um, all right, let's talk about the future, though. Okay, they get the, they get the assets, right? If, if you're Brad Holmes, Mike, what what is the um, what is the what's the move, right? Are you are you trying to trade for Deshaun Watson? Are you trying to 
trade for a guy like Sam Darnold who might become available? Are you trying to get a guy that's a stopgap like a Cam Newton or a Jacoby Brissett for a year until you can figure out what you want to do? Or are you, I mean, I know, right? Those are your options, though, really, if you're really thinking about it. Um, right? And Or are you, are you going to take whatever draft capital you get from this trade and try to package it up to hopefully entice Atlanta or Miami or, I mean, Miami maybe not because that might be the Houston pick at this point, or the Jets, that might be somebody else's pick too. Somebody in the top five to go get a quarterback that you quote-unquote feel is best because I don't think at seven you're going to be able to get the guy. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, the the best-case scenario, and if he can pull it off, is to any way that you can get Zach Wilson – Mm-hmm. That that's what you gotta do. You think Whatever, so? Whatever, go up to two, go up to because you're not. The problem is, I would actually, I would caveat to say any way to get Trevor Lawrence, but you're not gonna get Trevor Lawrence no, from no, Jacksonville. That's, that's why Urban Meyer's there. Yeah, so because he wants Trevor Lawrence <laughs> yeah, so badly. Yeah. So, uh, so taking that off the table because that's yeah. like a zero percent chance. Not at least give me any chance to get Zach Wilson possible. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you think you can get him at four, or you think you have to go up to two and get him. Right. Whatever you have to do to get Zach Wilson. Do you think that this trade? And he's going to be traded before March 5th. I think that's the first day of the new league year, and that's yeah. when he gets paid like a $10 million uh, roster bonus. Right. So the, he, the Lions aren't paying that. So he's going to be traded within the next month or so, right? Excuse me. Um, you know, do you think that what they get, uh, maybe not necessarily what they get, but what they do post-trade for Stafford is going to depend completely on what happens with Deshaun Watson? Meaning, if the Jets trade for Deshaun Watson, right? Houston then has the number two pick. Then you go... All right, the likelihood of them trading out of number two without a quarterback is probably not likely, and they're probably going to take whatever quarterback they love, right? Mm-hmm. So, but or if if Miami does right, okay, if Miami makes the big trade, the odds of you you're going to have to get in front. Like Houston is a team that is going to be in your pathway to get somebody other than Trevor Lawrence, whether yes. that's Justin if they like Justin Fields, which let's all say a little prayer that that's, not the, prayer, that's not the case. Um, and if Zach Wilson's the guy, right, then you're like okay. Like I feel like Houston is your biggest adversary in this moment in this particular scenario uh, from teams that could potentially be making a move because their quarterback is also going to be probably gone. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Houston is going to be the the most trouble. Like you almost have to like have. hope to God that they trade them to the Colts or something, yeah. and then like yeah. you know, like okay, they're pick eighteen, so we yeah, can focus matter. on something else and switch with Atlanta or something. Yeah. Right. Um, that would that, God, that would be best case scenario. <laughs> um, <laughs> If he went to the Colts, look out. That's fine. They're in the AFC. They'll have to fight back. I don't worry about that division right? much. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, whatever it takes to get Zach Wilson. Oh, they're uh, in the division. They're not yeah. going to trade him to the Colts. Never mind. I yeah. just remember that. Sorry. Um, yeah, no. Houston is the biggest uh, hurdle to get over. Yeah. I'm just really praying that Houston really likes Justin Fields. And I'm really, yeah. I'm banking on, I'm very sad that, that Clemson lost to Ohio State, but I'm very happy that he put up like seven touchdowns on right, Clemson. Right, because it makes him look it really makes him look good. So like a star stud yep. player to take at number two, yep. which I'm perfectly okay with because I don't necessarily love him as a prospect. Yep. I'm going to be on the Zach Wilson train very hard. I, right I am too. I'm. I'm. He's definitely my number two quarterback, and I, I do. I'm so excited to talk about the draft because of all the quarterbacks and everything yeah. that's in play now. Is it's going to be exciting for sure. But um, I'm I'm with you 100. percent We've been on that train now for about couple months now mm-hmm. basically uh we sat down and watched some tape and it was it was pretty damn nice yes, yes. um but uh I, I think that's gonna be the key right is is i don't know now because you're not gonna go with chase daniel as your starter there's there's no way as much as i guarantee the amount of coach speak is like oh you know you know chase is the starter right now with the rookie ain't happening um and maybe it doesn't with dan campbell and we'll talk about that in a minute but um 
you know, I, I just don't know. I really don't. And because we have a new GM, like if this was Bob Quinn, I'd be like, I think you'd have a better idea of what they were going to do or not mm-hmm. do. Right. Um, or if it was even Martin Mayhew, I could even say, okay, maybe this is kind of the plan, but we have no idea what, you know, I know two things about Brad Holmes. Number one, he was an organization that wasn't afraid to make a big move to go get the guy that they wanted. Right. They traded a lot of picks for Jared Goff. Now, you could argue yes or no. Did it work out? They were on to a Super Bowl. So I'm going to say it worked out, right? And and he's been okay for them, right? I, he may be a guy on the move potentially as well. Um, but they've made big trades. They've made big trades, you know, that 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 have, you know, that they thought was a calculated risk to go, okay, we're going to bring in Jalen Ramsey for two first rounders. We're going to do these things. Um, so there's that. And number two, it's the fact that I know that these guys are going to be vetted so hard by this by this staff and you know the the use of analytics and everything else like that. They're gonna this is the pick that's going to define Brad Holmes right here immediately. His first year in, it's if 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 if, if drafting a quarterback is the play, and we're gonna take the, the trading for Deshaun Watson out of it because I don't think you have enough capital to do it. I I don't think I, I would be stunned if they signed a guy like Cam Newton. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and if draft is the way to go, which I think is the most likely route to go, this is what is going to define the Brad Holmes era. Is if Zach Wilson is your guy and you you're able to go up and get him and he's amazing, you're gonna look like a genius. If he's not, you're gonna look like every other GM that's been here before. Like Martin Mayhew, that was his first pick, right? Is we got a hit on the number one overall pick. We had an own sixteen team and he drafted Matthew Stafford. It worked out pretty damn well. So the the fact that that, that is what you're standing by is is it's important mm-hmm. it's scary you know i wish we had the number one all pick because this would be a layup <laughs> you know what i mean layup. but unfortunately you're not so it's it's this is going to be a ginormous off season of change and of tentative maybe excitement slash worry all at the same time and the reason yeah the reason i'm so okay with zach wilson is and people are very concerned about zach wilson is I think that quarterbacks now just come in way more prepared and way better for pro play than they have before. Oh, absolutely. Like, like I don't I don't love the whole like oh look at who we've had before. Because before Stafford, it was it always was like garbage. you had like one quarterback and everything else was like a big risk. Yeah. Now you're seeing draft classes where you have like four quarterbacks who are like you could take one of these four and you're going to be good. Right. And then no, the that's set. absolutely true. Yeah, so, yeah. so taking, like, you, yes, it's a risk always to take a rookie quarterback. Yeah. But I think the chances of successfully hitting on one is so much higher now than it was before. Yeah. That's why I'm not worried about taking well, it. Well, well, the, the thing is, too, is, is listen, you're going to have to do it at some point, right? Like, yes. you can look at the argument and you can go, okay, like, okay, Sam Bradford was clearly a disaster, right? If for every, every Sam Bradford... You know, every out of one of every four is going to be a is going to be somebody serviceable and, and decent, right? And the other thing that I really like about Brad Holmes too, and the way that the Rams have done things is, you know, me and you may disagree a little bit on, on Jared Goff's status within the league, but we can but we can agree at least nothing else that he's serviceable, right? If nothing else, okay, he's serviceable. Good. So, but because of that. They have built a competitive team around him, yes. right? So maybe the logic is no longer, okay, we need number nine to carry us to six wins and hope to God if he has an off day that the rest of the team can get us to nine. Like, if you're able to build a competent team around this kid in two years and he doesn't have to be the whole show, then may, then you're probably better off long-term anyway. I've always, yeah, that's one thing about Stafford. Is I think Stafford was able to cover up Problems. Too many holes yes. that the organization couldn't recognize. Absolutely. That's why I'm okay taking... If Zach Wilson is Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, yeah. I think that's fine. Because yeah. if you're just 
good. Yeah. And then you you're like, okay, but okay, you're but not yeah. gonna you're gonna win us four games alone. Right. So now we have to make the team good enough to win right. nine or ten games. Yes. It makes the team better. Where if Stafford alone can win you six games or seven games, yeah. then you're like, well, six and seven. Yeah. Pretty we're, good. We're, right? gonna, we're gonna fall into nine. Yeah, if we're yeah. gonna fall into nine. It's fine. Yeah. With him, so I think I like yeah. I like the approach of let's get this kid. He might not be able to forcefully win games, so now that we have to make the team better to be able to get. I to think that I think a lot of people too are on this on this mindset of, and it's hard, right? And th- like I'm gonna be very honest with you, right? I'm not gonna jump on this kid's bandwagon. Like I I like Zach Wilson a lot as 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 a prospect, right? And if he goes in and he balls out, I'm 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 gonna support the kid because he's on my team, right? If he's yeah. the pick. But point being is that I'm gonna I'm willing to give anybody a shot, but at the same time, it's gonna be very hard for me to be like, oh yeah, this is just so much better than, than oh no, like, it's yeah. not it's not possible. It's not gonna be better right away or anything. No, but. but also I think I think there's this it's a two sided coin. For every Sam Bradford, there's a Patrick Mahomes, right? Exactly. And and I mean, I guess Mahomes is a bit of an outlier, but for every that, there's a there's a Josh Allen or yeah. somebody who's a, a top tier guy, okay? And for you know, and I get Lions' track record of missing on this pick, right? You can go back in draft history; it's pretty damn apparent until Stafford. Um, but because of that, though, you know, I understand Lion, some Lions fans are like, man, this is. We, we just don't do well in this particular situation, right? You took Joey Harrington three overall. It was a disaster. You know, you took Andre Ware. Disaster, right? <laughs> it's like you hit on one of these picks every, like, ten years, it seems yeah. like. Um, but at the same time, you're going to – this was inevitable. It's, 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 it's getting to that time where you have to do it, and maybe it is time to start building this team rather than just around the one guy and hope to God that you can do it. And more start surround like look at every one of these teams in the conference championship games, right? I know Mahomes makes the world go round, right? But he's got a lot of weapons behind him. He's got a decent offensive line. They drafted a running back. Why? So they could be more balanced, right? Their defensive secondary is top notch. Green Bay, same thing. They invested so much money in their defense. You know, they paid Devontae Adams. They signed four running backs to help with the run game for Rodgers. Tom Brady has got every weapon possible. They brought back the corpse of Rob Gronkowski for God's sakes to help him out. Every one of these guys has some sort of other asset on his team other than just, okay, we have the we have the quarterback, but what else do you have? That and that's the key. So okay, Buffalo's got a solid defense, okay? You know, Tampa's got a great run defense in every wide receiver possible. The 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 variables are endless, but it's time to start building this team as a team rather than building this team and hope to God that one guy can carry you mm-hmm. for the entire time. So it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Draft time is going to be this is going to be the most exciting draft for Lions fans. I'm guessing a long time if if we're if we're being honest, Obviously, right? We say that every year, but <laughs> well, this year though, yeah. well, because you, because it's the most important position, right? Yes. And it's yes. if they don't have a quarterback on roster outside of Chase Daniel and David blah blah blah, then it's going to be a yeah. it's going to be interesting for sure. All right, let's talk this. Let's talk Dan Campbell now. Um, this is going to be a very lion centric episode, guys. We are going to hit on the Royal Rumble as well at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. If you're if you're waiting for that and you're listening, to this just skip ahead. It's okay. Um, but let, let's talk Dan Campbell. Um, we, me and you are a little bit on different ends of the spectrum on this press conference. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Um, th- you know, initial thoughts uh, before I go because okay. uh, clearly we're on different ends. Here. I, don't, I don't think we're completely not. Com- no, you're not. You're not on like way left. I'm way no, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't like hate it, but it was. A, I I would say it was actually it was a good press conference. I'm just on the boat right now where you are with like Michigan football. Right. Where show I'm just me, like, just, just show me. me. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like, yep, like I, I guess I don't really have many problems outside the weird kneecap thing that he wants to just break everyone's kneecaps all of a loved sudden. It. Loved it. Um, loved I don't know about it. that, but loved it. Bite him um, off, god dang it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, but 
Yeah, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't hate it. It was just more like a just show me. Like mm-hmm. I, you, like you could stand up there and be like, "Oh, we're gonna be the most physical team ever. We're yeah. gonna do this. Right. Like, don't ask us about the win record because we're just gonna get better." Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, you yeah. could say all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm like, but if you go out there like Patricia did and win four games, I'm gonna go, "Well, I mean, yeah. and you're <laughs> show and, me, <laughs> and, and you're a finesse team instead of a physical team." I'm gonna go, "Well, you didn't show me anything like right. you said right. you were." Yeah. So I, I'm very, I'm like enthusiastic. Because it's the but Lions it's, it's and tepid. stuff. It's tepid. But I'm like yeah. tepid. I'm like yeah. I'm like if he comes out and wins the first four games of the year, I'll go. All right, I'm in. I'll yeah. buy in. Right, right, right. right. It's gonna take that to get me nah, there. This so. year, especially this, their schedule is. I don't know it's if that's gonna be good. Rough, yeah, but, but I, I loved his press conference. Uh, you know, I, you know, we kind of hit on it briefly because it wasn't confirmed yet that Dan Campbell is gonna be the guy, and I don't think either one of us was like resounding hooray about Dan Campbell. Um, however. I will say this, and I'm going to put it on the note right now so it's live and it's recorded so everyone can hold me to it and bust my balls five years from now when it doesn't work, is I'm yeah. on the Dan Campbell train. He sold me. He definitely did. And and the reason why is it, simple. Um, he was blunt. He was honest. He did everything that Matt Patricia wasn't. He didn't talk around issues. He didn't. He didn't just say, oh, we're, you know, like it's, it's going to, you know, like, no. He came out and he said, listen, I don't have all the answers right now. Um, but I know a couple things. Number one, that you know we have to be more physical, and we're going to put players in the best position to succeed. I love that phrase. It's my favorite phrase of all time. It's it applies to coaching so well. Is is putting your players in position to succeed. Accentuate the positives, hide the negatives, and that's what Dan Campbell's press conference to me was all about. I felt like I was in a team meeting. I was pumped. I was ready to run. Th- I was ready to strap it up, man. I was ready to go. I was I was hyped after that press conference because I just felt like. This guy is going to be such a breath of fresh air in this building. It's going to be insane. And with that being said, I love the fact that he was I love the fact that he was genuine. I felt like he was emotional. I felt like he want I felt like this is his dream job in a lot of respects. Um and I think that he showed I know some people are like, "Oh, he's like this meathead," but I don't I don't think it's so much that. I just think he comes in with an intensity and a, and a strong drive to succeed where you just eat. like it's infectious it was infectious to me like going to the press conference every press conference is generally the same right you know we're going to work through the process we're going to be a hard working team blah 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 blah. and if we do things right we're going to have success at the end uh, he didn't say any of that you know what i mean he didn't guarantee success he didn't do anything he's like i just want to have a shot to win the game at the end of it that's that's the goal if we have a shot at the end of it we know we're doing something right and we're going to be physical and we're not going to give up and and that's the thing right and we're going to play hard and like it's it's coach speak, but it was the most blunt and honest and open type of coach speak I've heard in a very long time. Mm-hmm. He addressed the Oklahoma drill that he did as the interim head coach of Miami. He bluntly went, so you're talking about the Oklahoma drill. Let's talk about it, right? He talked about the fact that, you know, I'm not an access and O's guy, you know, but I know enough from, you know, this, this, and this, and this, right? And I'm, I'm going to do these things because I know that we're going to put our best on your worst. I love that. And that's the kind of thing that makes me excited. And I think he has also cemented that kind of thinking with his offensive and defensive coordinator hires i love the staff that dan campbell is putting together right now i'm putting myself out there for that as well aaron glenn the secondaries coach for the new orleans saints is now our new defensive coordinator it is official lions twitter has reported it um he's a guy that was pursued by the bears and jacksonville to be their defensive coordinator he turned them both down to come here he is the guy that turned around the saints secondary from being swiss cheese to you know being pretty good i would say um, I'm very, very excited. He's got a scouting background as well. He used to be a scout uh, for Cleveland, I believe. So 
Uh, it's one of those things to where he knows how to evaluate talent. He's coming from a good system in Dennis Allen. He knows what works and what doesn't work. And he's going to really coach up that secondary, which needs a lot of help, but it also has a lot of potential. I mean, if you're looking at the secondary right now, whether it's Tracy Walker, Okuda, Awari, like there's a lot of guys that you could be potentially like, oh, dude, if we just get them rolling, we're going to have really good pieces back there for a long time. And then Anthony Lynn, former head coach of the of the of the LA Chargers, former uh, call uh, OC for Buffalo for a year. Um, I like that hire too. He's got some head coaching experience. He's got play calling experience. He, you know, and it, as we saw with with LA, I know he wasn't calling plays in LA, but he clearly had a hand in developing uh, Justin Herbert. And their offense was not the problem last year by any stretch of the imagination. So. I'm loving the staff he's putting together. I think he's got two really good coordinators that are really just going to be like, hey, you run the offense, you run the defense, I'll manage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give me give me your thoughts on Dan Campbell's hires. I mean, and then give me expectations for years one and two. What do you want to see? Because I think next year is going to be a bit rough just based off of the schedule alone. Yeah. With and the, looking at the roster as it stands. Yeah, <laughs> schedule and roster right now, it's probably going to be rough next year. Yeah. I expect because uh, this year you're getting – the NFC West, which is the toughest Jeez. division in football, yeah. and the AFC North, which is the second hardest division in football. <laughs> it's not going to be So great. it's not going to be very pretty. But then going into the year after, you get the NFC East, which might be better in two years, but it's also really bad right now. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be rolling with the AFC East, which is also a relatively easy outside of like two-team division. Right. So I would say that the team... This year, don't expect too much, but with if you get like a Zach Wilson, right? right. You're you excited about the growth. Yeah, you'll have yeah. a lot of growth. Second year players, you know, Okudo will be in his third year, yep. you know, and you're you're, really, you're going to know what he is, then and you're going to be knowing. So you're going to be. I think you're, you should. If this is going to work, you'll be rolling by year two. But I wouldn't expect it. No, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, you know, and that's the thing, right? This is a completely different situation from when Matt Patricia got brought in, right? Matt Patricia got brought in at a nine and seven football team, and you go, hey, you're expected to win right now. Like, there's no, there's no timetable. Like, hey, no, we're gonna give you five years to build this thing. We, no, 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 no. You need to win now. Dan Campbell is not coming into that situation. Brad Holmes is not coming in that situation. There's a lot of work to be done on this roster, especially defensively. Yes. Um, so there, there's a lot of decisions to be made. Obviously, Stafford not being here, that that kind of kicks that can down the road even more. So. Um, lots of decisions to be made, but I think they're off to a great start. Um, there's reports out there too. They're going to bring in another front office guy to team with Brad Holmes and Mike Disner, um, and more of a senior guy that's got some experience to kind of um, leverage that expertise, which I'm loving. I love the fact that they're just loading the gun with as many shots as possible of quality people mm-hmm. that they can just go, hey, this is a this is a genuine search that we're that we're excited about, and we try we think we have the right people in place, and because we're at a, such a pivotal point. In the franchise's history right now, because you're moving on from Matt Stafford, you, you need all the help you can get right now. So really, 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 really excited about what Dan Campbell's going to bring. I think this team is going to be in a lot of games. They may not win a lot of them, but I think they're going to be in them. And I think that's exactly what you want to see coming out of year one. They're very much like the Pistons are right now. You know, what I mean, you draft a young quarterback and maybe get a young, you know, a couple younger pieces that d- defensively. You go, we're not going to be very good right now. But there's a lot of potential and upside to be really excited about two years two, three, four, five. Yes. So 100%. I think that's I think that's kind of where they're at. So very, very, very excited about that. Um, uh, you know, I think you hit it right in the head though, Mike. That it, you know, year one's probably gonna be pretty ugly. It just just talking about it from an objective perspective. I don't think even I can sell myself in them winning nine games next year. <laughs> but you know, 
We'll see, I guess. Maybe maybe Zach Wilson's the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, if he could be Patrick Mahomes, that'd be nice, right? I guess. You gotta bring Tyreek Hill with him too, because we don't have any receivers right now either. Right. That's Toronto my Miles. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm sad on the inside, but it's fine. All right, let's talk Rumble, Mike. Let's talk the Royal Rumble here. We, we teased it a couple weeks ago because I don't know how to, you know, do dates very well. But next weekend is the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, I, I will say this. Raw has never been worse, uh, but I've been really enjoying SmackDown. Um, I don't really know. <clears throat> uh, I don't really – I don't have a favorite going in. I have a couple ideas, and I have a couple, like – thoughts and fantasy booking in my mind going on right now but i i don't necessarily think i could i could be like this is an easy slam dunk okay it's seth rollins winning the rumble two years ago mm-hmm. um uh g- give me your thoughts uh, on the build here because they don't I, they haven't done really much quite frankly nope. um like who who wins the rumble give me who oh, wins we're talking the rumble i thought we were talking about the other matches first oh we can talk about the other matches first fine yeah because the rumble is going to be the main event that's right? true can, that's true no well the water is going to open i'm sure the women's one will open the show yeah that's true you they know will, what i mean so they, they charlotte just win it again i think i no yeah. I, I actually have more i have more opinions on the women's i think i do one. too go ahead let's, let's start with the other matches that have been at least announced and kind of figured into yeah, it so so we only have the two world title matches announced so far. Yeah. I'm so after watching SmackDown, I think they're gonna add an Intercontinental Championship match. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a triple threat. The, yeah. In the triple threat. Yeah. And maybe like uh, Carmella and Sasha Banks will be for the women's title. I or think something. I can see that too. There yeah. might be that match, but I don't think any match that's not a world championship match has any chance to change hands. Mm-mm. No. Unless, uh, unless you unless you think uh, the I see maybe could I could see Apollo going full heel turn maybe and and, and getting, getting it there. It. Um. I love the I, I love what Big E's doing right now, and that's coming from a guy who's not a Big E fan yeah. at all. Um, for, for just because I just don't like I get it, but I don't get it, I yeah. guess. Um, but Big E and Apollo and Sami Zayn really are try, are really elevating this championship right. I, I this has been a long time since I felt like the Intercontinental title really meant something, and and it's due to those guys. Um, they had a great little match on SmackDown and Sami interfering and everything, which I thought was really nice. If that is a match, that that'll be that'll be a really good one. I could see though, I could definitely see a title change happening there, mm-hmm. just because of the triple threat rules. But I'll I'll stay with Biggie winning. Right? Yeah, and then if it's I, an actual match. Yeah, and then so, I'm assuming Sasha will be Carmella if that's a match. There's too. no sense to changing any women's title before WrestleMania. And then, uh, who else is there? So, on Raw, is there a U.S. story going? Um, uh, I think it's technically Matt Riddle and, and Matt Riddle Lashley. And but I don't know. That, yeah, I don't Matt, think that will change. Riddle got destroyed in a U.S. title match like two weeks ago, and I didn't understand why. I was like, why is he getting squashed if he's the number one contender? It makes no sense to me. Yeah. That's And we'll talk about that. Maybe Lashley's in line for maybe a Rumble push. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the crowd goes mild on that one. Yeah. So. And the only the last thing I heard was a possible like Firefly Funhouse match, but Orton declared for the Rumble... So I don't think that's yeah, going to be so a I'm thing. Yeah, so I'm assuming but, maybe the Fiend screws him out of the Rumble, maybe, and then they have a match at Mania for the umpteenth time, and everyone yeah. goes click. I'll go get a sandwich and then come back. Oh, it's over! Thank God. Yeah. Next. So, so those are the those are the few <laughs> those are the few matches before we talk about these World Title matches. Really excited right for these World Title matches, actually. But so the first one we'll get to is uh, the one I don't care about as much. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg for the WWE title. I think if one does change hands, it's going to be this one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, trying to decide how much I feel about this. I'm going to be upset. I'm, I'm going to say Goldberg wins to go on a limb for a title change. Um, I'm not happy about it, but I think it's going to happen. The most anticlimactic way to book this Royal Rumble is Goldberg beats Drew McIntyre in two minutes, and then Drew wins the Rumble again. That is yeah. the worst. Scenario. I get. I, it I like. I get why they would because Roman and Drew had a really great match at Survivor Series. Yes. I think it was. 
but that is the worst possible thing you could do right now. It makes no sense to me, and it doesn't make any sense to put the title on Goldberg for two reasons. Number one, Drew McIntyre has been basically unstoppable for the last year, okay? You've built the whole damn show around him, and he's been the best babyface you've had. And number two, why do we keep giving Goldberg world title runs for no freaking reason? So he can he wins him in two minutes and loses him in two minutes. The title's never met less. He's the Lesnar right now. I don't, he but okay, but like at least Lesnar can go out there for 10, 15 minutes That's and go true. out there. Goldberg over there kills people because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, I it's, agree. It's god awful. If the, if they were smart, they would flip the script and have Drew kick Goldberg's head off in two minutes and pin him and go go away. Yeah. Do spe- you want to kill Dolph Ziggler on a, on a SummerSlam show in, in three minutes? Fine. You want to beat the hell out of Brock over and over again? Cool. I'm fine with that. Get him out of the title picture. You're, you're ruining everything that you've built with Drew McIntyre over the last year. Because him losing to Goldberg after beating Brock, how does that make Brock look? It doesn't make any freaking sense. It's stupid. But I agree. But I'm going to say Drew retains just on principle alone. But you're probably right, but I'm going to be super pissed off, but I'm going to text you and be like, I hate my life right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I God, think, I'm just going to go Goldberg because I want to I be as right as possible and I think Goldberg does win. <laughs> I want to be as right as possible. That but, is the name of the game on this yes, show, right? Yes, it is. Uh, but Mac, but uh, I, would, I would definitely love Like he Mac goes for a spear win. and he just kicks his head off and you're like, man, that's it. Yeah, we talk about like the, the NFL Final Four and I'm like, any matchup is good, yeah. but I'm like, this one, I'm like, this is the one where I, like... McIntyre Goldberg, where I'm like, I really want one to win, yeah. but I really think this person's gonna yeah. win. That's kind of how I feel. So if I was like betting it, I c- I don't know if I could bet it because I'm like I don't know. Which yeah, because you're you're so conflicted. You're like logically, you're like they're gonna do something stupid, but in your heart of hearts, you're like, yeah. please don't. don't. Like it's Come like on. it's like when the Lions played Seattle in that one playoff game. I was like, it'd be awesome to bet the Lions to win, yeah. but like you really know. You're like, there's no win. way they have no. So like, back like, in, yeah, exactly. yeah. So it's like a tough one. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what this match. So terrible. Um, and it's going to look really bad compared to this next one. Yeah. And then we have Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens, who I'm going to assume will have Jey Uso in the match the entire time. Um, in a last man standing match for the WWE Universal title, which is going to be a far better match, but I don't see it being any different outcome-wise. Yeah. And it's probably going to be relatively the exact same as their TLC match, where it's basically yeah. going to be two-on-one most of the I'm time. Hoping, I'm hoping not, honestly. I'm hoping that there's a lot less of that until maybe the very end. Yeah. Because Because you know, that, that, that doesn't help Roman as much either, because you still need to keep the edge of Roman Reigns being like, he'd still be able to handle his own shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um... I'm hoping that since Jay's <clears throat> in the Rumble, that he just doesn't want to go home. Yeah, no he's kidding. Gotta yeah. do something. I think, or whatever. I think this match has potential to be awesome. They're doing such a great job of, of keeping this going. Yeah. I didn't expect them to get three good matches out of this out of this I feud. Either. If I'm being honest, uh, I love the stuff they're doing with Adam Pierce and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really digging that. I was kind of excited to see him versus Adam Pierce a little bit, just because I'm a fan. But um, regardless, this is gonna be really good. I think yeah. you know they did a really nice job last week on SmackDown, really building some real good fuel for this. Roman has never been better on the mic. His aim ring work has been freaking great. I know he hasn't actually wrestled a regular just one-on-one match in a minute, but like it, it all adds to the to the physicality and everything that they're doing. Yeah. Heyman's Heyman. I mean, you're, you're not going to find anybody better. I'm loving what they're doing on SmackDown right now. Roman retains, um, but it's it's kind of hard because I almost wish that it wasn't Owens in this because I feel like Owens is building up enough momentum to really run and make a great Rumble run, mm-hmm. but obviously I don't think he's going to be able to win the Rumble in a last man after a last man standing match. <laughs> so I'm going to say Roman retains. I don't. I if Roman held the title for another year, I I don't. You're not going to really hear any complaints from me. Yeah, probably not either. Yeah, but let's. Okay. That's not maybe being a little too long. 
But yeah, oh, if it's the same, because it's gonna be lather, rinse, repeat. But yeah. like, I want him to like as the character continues to develop and he gets a faction with the with the brothers yeah. and everything. I'd be. I'd I would. Be I would love for my rumble prediction. I'd love for this person to beat him and then have him to go chase this little yeah. baby face down. Okay. I think that should. Yeah. I think that would be so funny if he's right. like, he's like, I hate you. I'm just gonna crap out of you. <laughs> and then he time. always escapes. Yeah, yeah. And he always escapes with the win or something. That would right. be fun. Uh, okay, so we'll get to the. Let's do the women's first. We'll do the women's one first. Yeah, right, ladies cool. first. So we got so we have twelve of the thirty entrants announced as of today the twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, so we have Nia Jax, Charlotte, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Tamina are the twelve people announced okay. for this match so far. My um, initial gut says someone like a. I would assume Bailey wins mm-hmm. because I think they're gonna try to set that up with Sasha. Mm-hmm. But I would love a Bianca Belair one. That's I, I I'm so pissed that you just said it because I was like I was like right I'm like okay I'm like just don't say Bianca Belair because that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, those I, are the I two. definitely think that this is her time. I think those are the um, two. I would not be mad if Bailey won. To be fair, no, like, I, would, I, 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 think I think she's doing a great job. She's never been hotter either. She mm-hmm. this last year and a half, two years, she has never been better. Yeah. Um. I I really think. Someone should, from the Raw side should win it yeah. uh, to challenge for the Raw title because they don't have much going on over there. Right. And they have two or three stories that they could roll with mm-hmm. into Mania for the SmackDown one. But I just think it's Bayley or, or maybe Well, maybe Bianca, Bianca goes to Raw even. Or, or yeah, Bianca can challenge right? the Raw one. Because like, I mean, Bayley is easy. Like, oh, I'm just going to reach out and my friend for the title. Like, you have an right. easy storyline into right. that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know, I don't know... I don't think Sasha should lose it until Mania. I, but that's the only thing where if they do a Carmella-Sasha match, I could see Carmella maybe sneaking out a win with, with some help from her wine guy thing. And then if Bianca wins it, okay, now you've got a babyface versus a heel, yeah, right? Because, you know, you got two babyfaces right now as champions. So there's a little bit of that as well. Um, I think they're really priming Bianca Belair, though, for this. I don't want to see Charlotte again. Um, there's nobody else really on the roster that, that really could justify it for me, quite frankly, right yeah. now. The only um, other person was uh, Shayna, but I don't think she's hot enough. No, right she's now. not. They're teasing a, f- a feud with within themselves again, her and Nia again. So it's like they're kind of imploding. So I think that I think that if they committed a full year just to building Shayna Baszler, then I think you'd you know be fine next year. Um, uh, I do you see any, do you foresee any surprises in this match? Like it, it's, I think it's still too soon for Becky, right? Cause she had a baby. I don't know when she had she's, a baby. She's training right now, but I don't yeah. think she'd return. Yeah. See, here's the thing: if if you had a big return like that, that person has to win. Yeah, right. Like you exactly. can't make it come back and lose. Like that'd be dumb. That'd be awkward. Yeah. So, I came back. I you're eliminated. Like, um, <laughs> I don't think there's any NXT. I would love it if an NXT person won and challenged for the NXT title again. I think yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Um, to have that in the show. I think Rhea Ripley is going to be a surprise entrant in the. In the I Rumble, wouldn't be shocked. And like, I think Tony, she'll be a final like, four. Tony Storm would be in there yeah. somewhere too. But I, th- I definitely think that that. Ripley's going to be in the final four for yeah, this match for sure. I could see that happening. I, could, um, I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Rhea, Bianca, Bailey, and like Shayna or something. Yeah, I'd like say four, Char- or Charlotte, Charlotte or something or whatever. Yeah. Have one of the four, and those are the four. I'd be like, yeah. all right, either one of these outside of Charlotte would be cool. With yeah. Me. Nothing against Charlotte. She's great. I just like, we, we saw it last year. Like, we don't, like, you don't, don't need, need it. it. You don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, I'm, I'm going to take Bailey. All right, I'll take Bianca on that. I'll take the, I'll take the, if I had to pick one person. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Bianca. I think she's, I think she's doing a fantastic job yeah. right now. She's an athletic freak, too. Yeah, I'm just, I'll take Bailey because I think it's an easy story. Just be like, oh, Bailey and Sasha. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, Bailey and, is fantastic, though. She's been doing a great job. Yeah. And then we have the men's Royal Rumble match. So here are the... 12... I got a couple thoughts on this one. I do too. So we have um, 12 people also for this match. <laughs> They're really doing a great job of 
Yeah. Only some people can just declare. Others like Ricochet got to fight to get in. Just yeah. so you know. Yeah. So don't you can't declare. I can declare for the Rumble, but you have to fight your way in. Yes. <laughs> that that does happen. <laughs> apparently, so I was listening. To some, apparently, the way they try to explain it was if you've like won championships and been successful you can declare but if you're kind of a loser you can't <laughs> you declare. suck so you can't yeah <laughs> rick she's like i was u.s champion for like 12 days <laughs> yeah literally. like guys like or aj daniel have all like one world title so you can yeah. declare but if you haven't won that then you're like i like how it's like the masters right you got to win a major in order to get into like the tournament or like that so it's like hey i'm a former rumble winner so shinsuke's like oh, i can clear i can do yeah, it yeah i can, can i can declare yeah, yeah. <laughs> since i was like well, i'm andre the giant battle Royale. i have that one experience <laughs> like i'm done <laughs> ricochet's like dang all i have to do Ricochet's okay. like I I won the North American title one time and then lost it immediately. Like it's fine. And yeah. they're like, "What's the North American yeah, title?" Exactly. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the people who are in this match apparently all probably declared because it all says announced on a show. Um, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn. Wow, Dolph Ziggler's the first one, huh? Uh, Jeff Hardy, Cesaro, Jay Uso, The Miz, Otis, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Daniel Bryan are the 12 confirmed entrants. Well, you know, like, Morrison will be in. But you'll probably get, yeah, yeah you'll get Morrison, you'll yeah. get, uh, like, Apollo, King yeah. Corbin, Apollo, or Apollo, Big E, and yeah. all those guys, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, they just all haven't, they're not allowed to yeah. announce yet. That yeah, in, apparently, but. yeah. But, okay, like, let's, you know. Well, okay, so, so, let's get the elephant out of the room. I think Daniel Bryan's probably the favorite to go in. Probably, yeah, at this point, yeah. But I also have other thoughts. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see uh, Shinsuke's really hot right now. I would love it if Shinsuke got the run. Yeah. Um, would I wouldn't it. be shocked if... That is one I will be rooting for hardcore. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if AJ won because he hasn't won it yet. Wouldn't be shocked. I, it's just... He's just... So, it's so hot and cold with him right now. It's yes. like, okay. Um, those are the three of people not announced. I wouldn't be shocked if like Edge came back and won. Would love it. Would love if Edge came back. The one that I think could also we could technically see is Rollins. Come Rollins back. could come back, but only, I, yes. I don't necessarily want him to win though. Okay, is he gonna come back as a baby face then? If we it, listen, I, I'll take that back. I, I just thought about that for a second. If <laughs> Rollins comes back as a hardcore baby face again, and him and Reigns for the title, color me intrigued because that would yes. be pretty damn nice. I'm not gonna lie. However, there is a guy that I am rooting for more than anybody, and it's not gonna happen. But I really wanted to, and it's Antonio Cesaro to win this Royal Royal Rumble. Okay. If my Jay White fantasy isn't gonna come true, that's the <laughs> other one I want to happen. And here's why. Number one, and here's why I think there's a, at least a a one percent chance that it's happening. He gets a big win clean over Daniel Bryan yeah. two weeks ago, and then this last week he beat somebody too in a in a pretty squashy type of fashion. Uh, I don't remember who he beat, but point is, um, Cesaro is hot right now, and I think it's about damn time they get on the Cesaro train. Imagine a Cesaro Roman match for the title. How hard hitting is that thing gonna be? Yeah. That would be fan freaking tastic. I would, I would, I would love a Shinsuke. I, I think the thing is right now is that on SmackDown, there's a lot of options that you could go. Yes, 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 yes. On Raw, there ain't jack squat. I know. That's why I think whoever wins. Almost is gonna challenge Drew, Drew and or Goldberg, I guess. Yeah. Um, because, because and because I think, like you said, yeah. it's like Brian Cesaro Shinsuke. You could have like huge yeah. sixteen man tournament. Oh, yeah. And be like, all right, you're gonna fight for whoever, or I put him in elimination chamber or elimination whatever it is, back, yeah. and fight for that. Raw, it's like, all right, we're gonna do elimination chamber. Who are the six people we're gonna put in from Raw? You're like, 
Uh, yeah, okay, you get AJ and five other dudes and Orton and Bray Bobby Lashley. Do you think there's any chance Bobby Lashley gets it? They made him look super strong. He's the U.S. champion. He's super right protected now. right now. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I, yeah, think, I don't there's, think so. Like either, a plethora of other guys. I just don't want to see it. Quite frankly, I just don't. There's no intrigue for me on yeah. that one. Like if if they did Lashley Lesnar at Mania or something like that, I'd be for that. I think that'd be cool. I mean, it'd be a terrible match, but at least they beat the, the dog crap out of each yeah. other. I'd be down for that. Give me is like is is Brian your pick? No, yes. like you're locking in on, yes, on Brian. It's hard for me not to say the same because it's like I feel like that's the guy and he's never won it either and it's like if this is going to be his last run Daniel Bryan versus Roman you can't get a bigger baby face right now. Yeah. Um, oh God, this is rough. Yeah, I mean. I just I just go Daniel Bryan hasn't done that's like the one thing he hasn't he has done. Won the I know. And then he's going to and He's run. He's coming to the end of his of his run. Too. Yeah, and my and my point of what I was going to say with the Roman thing that I said earlier is if Daniel yeah. Bryan beats Roman, right. and Daniel Bryan's the one running away from Roman, and you just get three matches out of that. <sighs> so good. Exactly. So you, good. You, you, you can have, get you it from six, Mania to SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Oh, and then at that point, you know, you lose it at Summer. He loses yep. at SummerSlam and the Reigns, and then away. he can fade away. Yeah, I think it's a perfect ending to Bryan's. Yeah, run. little run here. Yeah. You have a nice six month run yep. with the or I guess it would be a four month run. But yeah. six month from the Royal Rumble win mm-hmm. to winning the title to losing it at SummerSlam, I think it's oh, great. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So that's what that's why Brian's my pick, but if you have other reasons. I know, I I, I I can't that's the problem though. This year it's A, it's exciting because you don't know. Yeah. I guess because they've done such a poor job of building anybody. But at the same time it's like, okay, but who is going to be, yes. right? Like I would have loved to have seen Edge come back and win it, but I don't think it doesn't make any sense to him. I, I guess him and McIntyre, I think, would be great, but it doesn't make yes. a lot of sense. Um, so it's like okay, and him versus Goldberg. Goldberg better not go on. I mean, I, 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 maybe Goldberg wins it, but then drops it at like fast lane or something stupid. You know what I mean? Because they have fast lane now this year again too. So they're gonna do like yeah, they're gonna do six freaking pay per views in six weeks. It seems like so. Um, yeah, I guess I, I, I guess I'll say I'm gonna say Cesaro. Screw okay. it. I don't care. I'm going Cesaro. Going dang Cesaro. it. I'm, I'm not going to be right, but I want to believe. I just, the, I just, the rumble to me, and we talk about this every year, but for me, it's, it's always the same logic, right? Is like, what can we do to make new stars? Yeah. Every the the whole rumble is a story, right? Yeah. When you see two people, when you see a guy gets goes in there for a really long time, there's a reason why he's the guy. They, yeah. they, it's literally been said. There's a guy that's picked. You're going to go in there for 60 minutes, yeah. or 45, or 55 minutes. You're going to go in there. You're going to be out in 10 I, seconds. And I also wouldn't be shocked if Brian's the guy who comes out number one and he survives the whole uh, rumble. That, that's the best way to do it, too. That would be the absolute best way like to do it. He goes through the war to get yep. it, to get the war with Roman. Absolutely. I think I think that would be, be perfect. Absolutely. No doubt or about it. Or you'd come out number two because apparently number one is such a disadvantage, but number two is fine. Yeah, I, I always hated that. Like, if I like if I was Rey Mysterio, I'd have been like, wait, so I'm winning at number two? Yeah. Can I just come out number, number one, one then? Yeah. No, no, no. Triple H is going to be number one. Yeah. Why? Because he's number one. Yeah. Like, they don't start the match the second number one gets in the ring. I know, right? It's like, oh, he was he was in there 10 seconds longer. Yeah. I always yeah. found that logic funny, too. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Well, it's like when Ric Flair won it at three. I'd be like, why can't you just, can I just go in at one then? So they're if in there for two in, more minutes more than they If you go in anywhere before, like, five. Yeah. Then I'm like, I'm like right. just give me number one then if I'm going to yeah, win it. Exactly. Because like, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. If I'm cool, coming at 12, like, then no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, But... Yeah, this year though, like I said, it's I just want it to elevate somebody, right? It's it's building new stars, right? SmackDown's a really nice job. Shinsuke kind of back on the face turn again. I love it. I I still think there's potential for a Shinsuke World Title run, in my opinion. I really do. I think there's enough 
I think there's enough there, quite frankly. I think Cesaro is so due for a massive push. I can't even tell you how much of a push he's due right now. Um, Daniel Bryan's another one. There, there's so many guys you can just go. Yeah, I, Kevin Owens, if he wasn't in the world title match, would be a, it would be a strong favorite for me because everybody like Kevin Owens doing a great job right now. So there's a lot of guys on the SmackDown side. There is nobody on the Raw side right now. So maybe maybe oh, any them. NXT people. No, I, I I wouldn't be shocked to see like an Adam Cole or those kind of guys show up in the Rumble. Yeah. I mean that would be a wet dream for me personally, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, you know, could I see Finn Balor coming in just because people like I don't get it? Maybe I don't yeah. know, but or I could see like now now that's the caveat right now. If they just say screw it, we're not gonna put Cross on NXT anymore. Cross comes in and goes yeah. goes bananas at twenty seven and eliminates people, and then it's him versus Drew. Mm-hmm. That's. You know, I mean, that's a lot of eggs to put in a carrying cross basket, but I wouldn't necessarily be shocked by it either. So I'd be cool as well. But all right, guys, that's going to be it for this week's show. Obviously, um, we're not going to have the winners of the Rumble or anything like that till the following week. So, you know, bear with us on that. But we're going to keep you updated on the Matthew Stafford stuff. We'll probably do some check. We'll probably do a check in on the Pistons next week. Uh, maybe a quick one on the Wings as well. Um, spoiler alert, it's both underwhelming. But. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Yeah, that's very underwhelming. Save it, save it. But that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merc Zone, I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.